is it another Monday uh, morning here? It is. It's it's yeah. it, 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 it 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 is. Good morning. I, uh, well, good e- good evening there. <laughs> well, afternoon, whatever you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. I gotta get um get up, get up, get get going here. I guess right. <laughs> Hey, there's something awfully spooky going on around here. It's the Monday show. It's the Andy and Mandy show. Andy and Mandy. Andy and Mandy. Andy and Mandy show. It's the Andy and the, yeah, and a man and a man this show here at Monday, March 29th, 2021, almost the end of March, headed into April. I cannot believe it. It's another beautiful day, at least in my neighborhood. And let's start our week with... Everybody say orgasm loud. Now we're talking. We're ready to do it now. <laughs> Woo-doggy. Woo-doggy. And yeah, uh, how congratulations you? to those who just had that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, no, I'm saying here, you know what I mean? Yeah, it ain't easy, you know. This, hey, how's everybody? Uh, well, first of all, first of all, I want to uh, allowing me to come into your living room. Definitely, oh. definitely, yes. Thank you very much. Very nice. <laughs> we we we're welcoming everybody. Uh, onto the Andy Demanda show here. We want to thank all of our listeners all over the world. Our numbers are going up. We had a got a lot of numbers all weekend long, even though we didn't broadcast live, but we had a lot of people tune into the weekend show, which we record live on Friday and run it all weekend long and we had some great guests on Friday. It's so kinda of high from the numbers that we saw exhibited over the weekend with our guest uh, uh who are our guests? Hmm. <laughs> the flight attendants, yeah. The flight attendant. What's the flight what? Uh, no, no, no. The flying fey hands, darling. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, right, right. Come on, good Yeah, friend. right. <laughs> yes, they were great. They were great. Yes, I thank you for reminding me. That was a fun show, and uh, we want to thank everybody. I also had time over the weekend to figure out why exactly our numbers were, were climbing and doing so well. Um, you know, just really start, you know, people coming on board from all over the place, and I know we've had a, a lot of podcast distribution, but I did figure out finally what the magic was about the Andy and Amanda show. Do you know what it is? Oh, share, my darling. The human element has been removed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what is that element? Oh, wait, once again. The human element has been removed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, what, that's people just tuning in. Ever since we did that, you know, <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not going to question yeah. that one. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the flow on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get the idea. It was mere entertainment. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. darling. Indeed. <laughs> How was your weekend? So, Is it good? Which, yeah. I can't, went too fast. Went by way, way too fast. I mean, just flew. flew had to, Did some socializing this weekend. Wow, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah. Thank fun. you. Me and my neighbor's dog, Max. It was wonderful. We had a great time together. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. I walked him. The I friendship walked, between a man and a dog. Wonderful. Yeah, I walked him. He did his thing. It was great. That was, uh, you know, it was <laughs> wonderful. 
It was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. 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 Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. We don't know. But anyway, I had a good, uh, it, it was a good, uh, it was a rare, it was a rare, it was a rare weekend. It was a very fun weekend and uh, got out and, uh, you know, went to a restaurant and down in Santa Monica and uh, sat out on a patio and heard some live music and, and shared some a great time with some friends uh, and one guy. Oh, and also a, 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 a boyfriend of a friend of ours um, came into town. And he is um, – I'm going to try to get him on the show, actually. He's a very successful attorney in Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Oh, it is hmm. Monday morning here. I know it's <laughs> later, later in the day for everybody else, but here in California, it's, uh, it's, it is Monday morning. Um, yeah. the, uh, he's, he's an attorney. It's interesting. Uh, his, his his name is Mike, and and I'm going to I didn't talk to him. I don't try to get him on the show, but what he does it's interesting. He spent a lot of his legal career early on uh, working in the defense departments for major for pharmaceutical companies and medical product companies that were being sued because their products hurt somebody. So you know, right. or, or may have caused somebody's death, or caused somebody even severe injury, or somebody reacted to a drug, or whatever, and he would sue the pharmaceutical company. He would be a very successful attorney that defended these companies, right? Well, after a while, right. he had enough of it. He said, "You know what? I want the truth." Because he'd see the films, and he'd see the pictures, and he'd, see, he'd go to depositions and hear these stories about what the companies that he was representing did to these people. And he said, "You know what? You can't handle the truth. Can't do this shit anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh." And he went on the other side of the table, started a law firm where he now sues these companies for wow before injuring and and yes yes and I figured wow he is also a great guitar player and singer I didn't know him I mean his uh, you know girlfriend is a friend of ours and and he came in and just you know they were in the car and called us and said hey Mike's in and he wants to go buy a guitar he was looking at really really high end guitars Santa Cruz guitars really 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 good ones and. We talked on the phone. He said, hey, could you come out with me and, and maybe, uh, you know, give me your ideas someday? I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, be in front of the week or so, I'll, 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 you know. Then they called me from a music store the next day. I guess it was on, when was this? It would have been, this would have been Friday. Friday they called me. Friday, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. and said, hey, how about tomorrow? Can you come down? And because uh, I got look at these guitars, come down and uh, check them out. And, and they were very, very expensive guitars. I mean, really very expensive, hot, very, very, very expensive. And uh, I went with them, and they were a part of an estate sale or something like that. I don't know, you know, a high-end music store here, a guitar store. And uh, I talked to him out of the guitar, saw some issues that he questioned himself and talked him into getting a tailor, which everybody knows I am a tailor. I am a tailor, um, uh, a partnership artist, and, and that's not why I recommend tailor guitars by any means. The reason why is because I do have a couple of them and play them, and they are great guitars. There are other guitars too, believe me, and there are very, very fine yeah. guitars, Taylor. And it's all a very personal decision, very personal choice. However, there's this model called the Taylor 517 Builders Edition. It's a Grand Pacific model, which is different than every Taylor you've ever played. And I, I picked one up and down at the Taylor factory down in San Diego, and two hours later, I was still playing it. I couldn't put it down. So I asked him, oh my gosh, yeah. Sometimes when you get together with a musical instrument, you know, you know, I mean, you're a musician. Sometimes you just, the connection's there and that's what it's about. You know, it's about the relationship between you and your instrument. And yeah. uh, you just not dive into it. And man, that's, there's no, not, nothing, nothing, nothing great. Nothing very, very nothing. Great, nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so he never heard of his guitar, and, they, and I didn't think they had one there. And I was looking around the store, and I came back into the room where he was. I guess he had asked somebody, and they did have one. It was a different finish than I was used to. He had it in his lap for about a minute and bought it. <laughs> Boom, just like that. Just like that. And, I, you know, and I was... You know, and I, I was just like totally in, you know, I was like totally in, you know. <laughs> oh, God, talk to about <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, clear your mind, Amanda. Clear your mind. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, break it stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> I love that piece. That's great. You know, I... I, I mean... oh, I can't Whoa. Make up his mind blasted. I know it. Tell me about it. Um... <laughs> Anyway, um, but thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can we talk? Can we talk? Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, oh, um, yeah. What's up, Doc? What's up, yeah. Doc? Yeah, what is? What is? What's up? How was your weekend? Oh, your? my weekend was groovy. No, it was really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. I can't complain. And I'll tell you what, Andy. The sun is shining at this moment in time, so I feel good. We've had, I've heard that the US was having a bit of a weather issue with, like, storms and stuff. And then by the sound of it, we were having exactly the same storm here, which is, you know... At the same time? To, well, yeah. I mean, for the two to wow. tally up the way they were, it's wow. unusual for the US and the UK like that. But apparently, yeah, yeah. we were having, like, the, the high winds and rain and hailstones. And apparently, parts of the, uh, the U.S. were having the same thing. I was like, whoa, okay, okay, okay. So, oh my uh, yeah. Wow. Now it's pretty yeah, sunshine. Yeah. Well, yeah, beautiful here. It must be high 60s and this gorgeous, gorgeous blue sky. Ooh. And uh, as you know, we were on the phone um, before we, within two minutes of showtime here, and I had to run. Just running, running. <laughs> Just, you know, and I my know, coffee's cold. But... Got a place to be so. Can you? I have a favor to ask you. Yes, darling. Unless I see my, I've got no interns. I've got nobody here. Um, can you do the news in the UK? Because um, <laughs> yeah, because you want to make. Some I want to go. Right? I'm. Yeah, I am. I'm serious. I, I've never done this. I'm going to leave you on your own. Is that all right with you? Just for a minute, because I, I, I'm sipping on a cold cup of coffee here. It just ain't doing it to it. So. Um, That's fine. I mean, like you know. I'll try not to make it sound like I'm news reporting because that's not what we do. But I'll. Uh, it is not what we do. I'll, uh, not what we I'll do. pretend I'm talking to you. Oh man, <laughs> that's really oh, hard. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Now you're talking my language. Talk to me, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No problem. You go make your coffee. Uh, well, it won't only take a minute. But you know, seriously, folks. Uh, we, yeah, as Amanda said, we we comment on the news here, and we're and Amanda's going to now uh, take this uh, show on her own. And you're pop, you know something. I bet, I bet, I'm just imagining this because I'm thinking that uh, our listeners are probably glad of the fact that we'll be leaving for a few minutes. They're probably going to say, don't come back, right? Like, don't... <laughs> Listen to that. Listen to that.
really. It's anyway. all good. It's all good. It's all good. We all want right. you here. But yeah, well, I'll be back. It's, it's good. All right. I'm going to go get some coffee. I'll be right back, folks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from – oh, did I say that it – did I say who we were? <laughs> I have no clue at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't know who we are exactly. I know, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, I don't um, really know who we are. Okay, yes. I'm going to uh, – uh, it's now the Amanda Show. I kind of like – wasn't there a TV show called the Amanda, Amanda something? Or other? I think there yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, Amanda somebody. Well, this is – whatever that was, this is going to be much better. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the UK, it's uh, Take It, Sweetheart. All yours. Oh, thank you. There we go. I've cleared my throat. <laughs> okay. Go make your coffee. So, apparently the World Health Organization has reported and concluded that the virus COVID-19 most likely passed to humans from a bat through another animal. Uh, the specialist team of the World Health Organization appointed and Chinese scientists said it would have been an extraordinary situation if COVID-19 was imported from another place because it had not been detected elsewhere at the time. Now, the World Health Organization's chief said the report does not totally rule out other theories. Uh, but reading on um, timesofindia.com, <clears throat> Apparently, the researchers listed four scenarios in order of likelihood, which led to the conclusion that transmission through a second animal was likely to, very likely. They evaluated direct spread from bats to humans as likely and said that the spread through cold chain food products was possible, but not likely. That's that's a, a pretty scary image to throw into people's minds there, isn't it? Naughty, naughty. The closest relative of the virus that causes COVID-19 has been found in bats, which are known to carry coronaviruses. So even uh, with these facts, there still seems to be mystery, as the report says, the evolutionary distance between these bat viruses and SARS-CoV-2 is estimated to be several decades, suggesting a missing link. Now, I've got to admit, right, listeners, I know Andy's making a coffee, I'm intrigued to know more about this and their findings, as supposedly the Chinese side have been delaying the report's release for some time, which, of course, leads people to be suspicious, right? And there is still confusion as to whether this report is the final version. So, And, I mean, here in this news, we're not any closer to knowing how it truly passed on to us human beings. Uh, it kind of feels like they are just putting something out there for the sake of it because it's been in demand um, and it, it's still in its premature kind of stage. So I, it's not any solid evidence as to where this came from. I don't know how many people are interested to discover that now. We just want to get past this whole nonsense and uh, get back to some normality, right? But, okay, so here in the UK, the uh, lockdown as of today, uh, for us English folks, are taking another step forward out of lockdown with two households or up to a group of six people now being able to meet outdoors. Yay! Sports resuming, which is very cool. Uh, we are being asked to stay local and to be sensible when meeting others as the stay-at-home order has come to an end. i got to tell you guys, i got to tell you, I'm relieved by this, I really am. So Boris Johnson is urging everyone to be sensible, of course, especially with having our neighbours in Europe seeing alarming rates of numbers in new cases and variants that threaten the vaccine rollout. And he said, despite today's 
easements, everyone must continue to stick to the rules. Remember, hands, face, space, and come forward for a vaccine when called. Uh, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland are taking similar steps. Actually, I heard that Wales has lifted their travel ban, and now everybody's flocked to the beaches, so I just hope that everyone's staying safe there. Or are they doing that and getting a nice tan, hopefully? Um, unlike me, sat indoors looking white as a milky bar and uh, all freckles. Uh, Professor Dame Ann Johnson, who is Professor of Infectious Disease, um, has said people shouldn't mix indoors. That's going to be a biggest risk. She also said it's important to maintain social distancing outside because the longer the contact and the closer you are, the more likely you are to get transmission. And it's important not to come out of lockdown too quickly, which she is pointing to significant rises in infections in Europe. So, you know, we've got to be careful, right? And there are many things mm. to take into consideration now. Hey, Andy, you're back. I am. <laughs> there are many mm. things to take into consideration now more than ever, and that is that we are not out of the woods yet. Our past history with this thing has proven that we have to be careful because it can come back and knock us on our asses at any point and take us back to square one. So even those who have been vaccinated, there will always be that slight chance of that vaccine not working as well as it may do in someone else. So, yes, we do need to be sensible. And I also hear, Andy, that the um, this is going to put a bit of a dampener on people's days. I don't mean to. I mean, it, it sucks, but this is what's been reported, that the U.S. death surge is coming. And that what I mean by that is the news is reporting that the U.S. will have a death surge due to the number of cases that are continuing to climb there in the U.S. And uh, apparently the, the number of deaths is at a record high. And supposedly the spread is showing no signs of slowing down and that the current wave is growing faster than the previous two. And they're saying some of that is down to increased levels of testing, whereas before, the data that they took was from those already in hospital. So that's something to take into consideration. They, even though this death surge appears scary, it's all based on statistics that they didn't have before, whereas they do have them now. So you've got to make that comparison. Um, and they're saying that they're, uh, the, the third wave to hit the U.S. this year and that it is one of major difference, which is it's hitting every region of the U.S. this time at the same time, whereas the previous two didn't. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> with all this stuff with the states taking off their masks and stuff, I mean, that's a yes. bit concerning considering, you know, this is still a thing. Um, it is. And I know we've talked uh, about I, that before, sweetheart. I know. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it is. It's very concerning, and people are starting to feel like you're saying more lax and relaxed, and things things are the numbers are greatly, you know, dramatically dropping down. I think we're seeing little spikes here and there. We got a caller here on the line. We're gonna I think we know who this guy is. Let's uh, not sure quite. Uh, well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna take his call, and uh, if, uh, if you don't like if, it, I'm gonna whoop you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, hey. You're on the Andy and Amanda hey. show, dude. Hey, that voice sounds familiar. Hey, my darling. Hey, hey, what's up, Amanda and Andy? Oh, How? missed you, Bob. This is hey, Cornell Butler, good. folks. Cornell Butler is the guy who put this together, who introduced Amanda and I. None of us have ever met. This is like this is probably very unique and it probably should be written up somewhere. But this show has been going on for quite some time now. I think we're, we're approaching 300 episodes total, and I think Amanda's been on. I know she's been on most of their shows, and um, uh, and none of us have ever met. And the guy on the line, Cornell Butler, is 
for making all the time. So he's always, you know, we miss, he used to come on the show when we had different hours when it was more convenient for him to do so. We do miss your presence, Cornell, and welcome back. Oh, I miss being on, it, it feels kind of funny, man, being on air again, man, and I really appreciate <laughs> that. It's so weird. I, so what's the subject? Tell me. <laughs> uh, well, the usual. Uh, <laughs> you know, coffee and vodka. You know, I got it. You know, COVID, we, we, vaccines, orgasm. You know, it all goes on. Yeah, we just, to, we just tell people to. We just tell people to. You will just lean back and relax. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel. I feel like I'm on the show again. It feels great, guys, man. It, it really does, man. You know what's so crazy? We act like we don't even talk to each other after we get off the broadcast. I know, right? <laughs> Great guys, you know? I know, right? See, we we, uh, we are no different off the, it's the show. We are on it, folks. See, we, we get on the phone and you never, it could be an Andy and Amanda show. You know, just anywhere we go, it's pretty cool. We're just, this is who we are. It it's is. Great. It's just really just cool. to get on yeah. here and just yeah. be us, you know? It's kind of very cool. Yeah. We welcome everybody on board and, you know, it's great to have listeners. Great to great to have uh, great to be here. Great to be anywhere, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. How's yes, your day yes. going, Cornell? Going good? What'd you say? How's your day going, sweetheart? Oh, it's 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 great, man. The weather is nice out here and everything. I'm I'm doing fine. I'm enjoying enjoying life, man. Listening to the Andy and Amanda show. You know, you guys doing <laughs> such a great job and everything, man. Thank it, you, I, I been doing. Our show been doing great, man. We've been having spectacular um, guests on the show, man. And Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've loved every one of them that we've had on. It's been uh, such a, a fun and educational time because, let's face it, the last guest we had on, man, that information yes. blew me away. I was just like, whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, the, uh, and the crowd reaction has been uh, – the crowd reaction Yeah, wow, we still got three people. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we had one. <laughs> hey, Andy, did you tell them about yeah. our special guest that's going to be on Wednesday? No, no, I didn't yet. Thank you. See, Cornell, see, see? This is the guy who makes all this happen, folks. I don't know what we do without him. Um, on Wednesday, um, well, let me just back up just a minute here. Uh, we, as we said earlier, as Amanda said earlier, we we like to comment on the news, and we some, but we, you know, we have fun with it. But you know, when the serious stuff matters, we it matters to us as well. And we do have commentary, and you could agree or disagree with this. And we do welcome your calls at any time to express your thoughts, ideas, and opinions. And that's what this is all about. Our number is five one five six zero five nine eight 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 to do that, and we invite you to do that. Now, having said that. Uh, the guest on Wednesday is the former director of CBS Radio News, who spent years at CBS Radio deciding what is heard, how it is heard, and when it is heard. And uh, after, uh, after that career, he went on to start a private news enterprise called Audio Features, which later went on to become Audio TV Features. And what they did, <clears throat> let's say I'm... Uh, um, I, I manufacture, just for example, I manufacture an automotive anti, antifreeze, like Xerox, or Xerox, that's a copy machine, but Xerox, I think, is one. <laughs> and, and I want to get, like, I'm, I, I, automotive antifreeze, like Xerox, no, <clears throat> excuse me, I, that's why I am not in the news media. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, uh, so Xerox, and Xerox says, I want to get our product out there, I just don't want to advertise it and say, hey, folks, use Xerox, it's the best thing for your car because A, B, C, and D. I want to get in the news, I want to put our product out there in the news. So what he did, he started a company, 
And, and he, being a former newsman, he was CBS Radio in Philadelphia before he became the network news director of CBS in New York. Um, he was a news reporter, you know, he was on the radio doing news. So uh, as ex- expertise, contacts, associations, what they would do is they would produce, they'd go to Xerox, they'd produce a radio news feature, a real true life radio news feature, and actually hire network, no network commentators who use alias names to come into their studio or sometimes he would do it, and produce and write a news feature which they would send by satellite to thousands of radio stations across the country that would come in on the UPI or AP News feed along with the rest of the AP News. So the radio stations would get the feature on why it is important to use antifreeze, especially in the really severe cold months and the real hot months and prevent your car from overheating and freezing. And here's why Xerox is a, a product is good, such as this one, Xerox, um, and that would air, and you would hear it listening to your car radio or whatever. You would hear it as a news feature along with all the other AP news or UPI news. It would be blended in with everything else, except Xerox paid for it, and, and this guy wow. produced it. Yeah, and, uh, and, and you know, like, on one hand, you could say, well, so how do you know it's real news and what's not? How do you know it's paid for what's not paid for? Well, product features. We all know what product features are. Now there's infomercials and everything else. Um, but it was commonly done, and it's commonly done now. Not only that, not only is it done on radio, but I can tell you from my own experience, folks, that it is also done in print, where, you know, I, I can have a company and hire a PR writer to write a feature news article on my story, you know, and have it solicited to uh, trade journals, newspaper, magazines, local papers about, hey, look, look at this neighborhood business, look, you know, look how unique they are, and hire a publicist to get my news in the news. And it's commonly done in public relations. That's what public relations is. How do I get my client's news out there? How do I get my client's image and spread the awareness of what my client does? What are, what are my client's uniquenesses in business? And what are their accomplishments? What are their successes? What are their failures? How long have they been yeah. in business? Hey, they have an anniversary coming up. Let's get this big article out there celebrating 25 years of business for this plumbing company, whatever it might be. And, and people pay people to get this done. So it's common. You know what? Nobody's paying us. Yeah. <laughs> you think about <laughs> Yeah, hey. all right. <laughs> well, yes. I'm, I, as, I'm, as I'm talking, I'm thinking that's about... great to think about. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's better than mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm. So he's going to be yeah. a wonderful guest on Wednesday. His name's yeah. Bob Kimmel. Bob Kimmel, Robert Kimmel, former director of CBS Radio News. you got to join that conversation on Wednesday. Now that I gave him a great big plug, watch him cancel. Anyway, um... <laughs> but <anyway. laughs> but uh, hey, you, you know, you, you never know. You know what I mean? Actually, he was on the line and he uh, found out and he just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's different. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's been up, Anthony? Hey, hey, what's up? What's been up? What's been up? Um, we'll the very thing that was already done. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 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 I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog too. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> How you been doing, Andy? I've been doing great, man. I've been having a great time, and uh, um. You know, um, hanging in and hanging out, and uh, you know, doing some more music, and starting to think about a uh, a performance schedule. Uh, maybe early summer, yes, mid summer. Yes. You know, get back on stage, 
Yeah, maybe that's right. Local gigs. Single getting ready to drop, right? What's the name of your single? My single is called uh, uh, what's her name? She's been single for a while. Uh, uh, her name is uh, Sapphire. Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> Sapphire. She's been, my, Sapphire. Yeah. Sapphire. Yeah, I got, I got, I got her here. She's like, uh, oh, doggy for sure. Yes. Yeah, oh, like that Sapphire. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's on top writing. Yes, my girl, oh. my girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? That, no, that's no, the, uh, yeah. sick, stupid, ridiculous, obnoxious, vulgar, disgusting, whatever the case may be. No, oh my gosh, that sounds just like me. <laughs> yeah, we hang up. That's what Cornell. Cornell gets us on the line. Guys, that was the most sick, vulgar, disgusting, stupid thing I ever heard. Anyway, we, oh. we try our best. <laughs> <laughs> Today for me is a very good day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. I see Andy been changed. <laughs> <laughs> the single, the single is called. Uh, I think I told you the name of it. I can't. Is it called on a on, on a roll? Thank you. Uh, with bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Nice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, it's called on a roll. It's a. Uh, we've been using it uh, outside of today. I like our theme music of today. Wasn't that exciting? Down, 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 down. Oh, it was. You know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that becomes, that becomes, yeah, that becomes. Uh, it was really out of know. this world. But yeah, the single is called "On a Roll" and it's a guitar piece, uh, and and it came about kind of interesting. It, I guess it'll be out. It's already been released. I'm not sure when it hits all the record uh, distribution outlets. Should be any day. Look for it, folks. I think it only costs between a dollar and a dollar twenty nine. Depends on where you buy it, but. Please do. Please, please support this guy. So I, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I, I got to eat. I'll support you, Andy. I'll support you. More importantly, I got to yeah, drink. Definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, people are, people are all Why here. Why have you come here? Because I got to drink, you know? And, um, yeah. So. I recommend everybody, everybody get his, his, his single and his music because it's really, really good. It really puts you in that yeah. vibe, you know? It's just, it's awesome stuff. He's very, very talented, is Mr. Kimball. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah. It, and, I, and now, and it'll be interesting because I think what we'll do is maybe play some of the, on the show. We played it as our intro music. I might, we might switch that out a little bit once it's released so people buy it. But uh, it's been our intro music, so if you want to hear some, some uh, well, hey, good excuse to wind back to our archives on whatever you're hearing this podcast, or you might be listening live. We do have a, the show does become a podcast. Um, the enter number to get in live again is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. If you didn't know that, but anyway, the tune came about. Uh, I changed my strings on my guitar, which I normally do for every single show. Even if I play every night, I change my strings on my guitar that I use every single night, so they're fresh and, and crisp and bright. Um, and so I haven't played at all all of COVID outside of a few online little you know, things, which has been fun. You know, it's been fun, but. Um, so I changed my strings, I, and I've got a really good Collins guitar. It's really a six-string guitar, which is just amazing, even more amazing with fresh strings. So yeah. I changed my strings. I plugged into my recording uh, system, studio, whatever it is, yeah. and started playing. And I liked this. I was having some fun with. And I said, I want to push record, man, and just whatever this is, I'm just going to record it. And, and I said it to uh, Cornell, actually. And Cornell said, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. can't release that. That's exactly yeah. like that. Do it again, do it again, Cornell. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So what, mm-hmm. he doesn't like you behind? Hmm? <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> Did I say yeah, I mean no. <laughs> yeah, Cor- Cornell said Cornell yeah. took he did say that. He took one listen to this tune. Catastrophe. Yeah. But anyway, we released it anyway. Uh so um but it is coming out there. It's called On a Roll and uh enough of a plug about my tune. But I do hope that people will support it and, and support uh the music and, and, and support live music if if not me than anybody, you know, to support musicians and uh and that's, you know, because this is what we do. You know, we do our, in this case, we do our show and we play music and sing. And, uh, well, I don't know about singing too much, but at least we, we try to sing. And drink and be married. Yeah, we drink and, and, we, and we drink some more and we, we drink some more and we... Hello? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Do you know, yeah, uh, do you know who I was in touch with over the weekend? Hmm. No. I'm trying to remember who it was myself here. Um, <laughs> no, I was in touch. So I reached out to see who I can. You know, I've been trying to. You know, we've been trying to contact some people who are no longer with us. And one of those uh, great uh, folks who I thought would be a great to have. Uh, you know, people called in, like Chet called in for a while, just you know, being part of the show for a while, and you know, different mm. callers call in, and they love doing and being part of the group so much that they call in more and more. And I, I reached out, didn't know who I was going to get hold of, and lo and behold, um, I got hold of. Uh, well, see if you can identify this guy. Apparently, not everyone was aware of the incessant march of progress that we've made on the show. I asked him if he's listening to the show. Um, anybody know who that is? Uh, uh, is like it Alfred? Richard Nixon. Yes, Richard, it's Alfred Hitchcock. And I reached out to Alfred, and I got a great interview with him, which I recorded, and I'll, I'll edit and, and play later, maybe this week I'll play it. And then I also was able to, and I don't know who I was going to contact. You never know who's going to show up when you reach into, like, the heavens, and you, you know, and you, you know who exactly it's going to be. But I found one guy who I thought would be amazing to have, you know, to bring into the show for a while and have him, uh, um, you know, kind of, Co-host the the show along with Amanda and I, and um, see if you recognize him. It was it was you know I put it out there just to see what happened. So much laughing involved until I never will be a co-host until I can uh, have who I want on the show. That was the great Muhammad Ali. Muhammad oh, wow, Ali. Man. Yeah. Wow. Now that's what you call the Grateful Dead. <laughs> 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 I like that. <laughs> yeah. What a legend that guy was. But he, if he wanted to come into the show, he made it very clear that half the uh, action's mine. Yeah. Well, we, oh. we, we, you know, don't get too greedy. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yes. Mm. Yes. Float past yeah. like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I call him, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Great. Yeah. He's the greatest. Did he you hear? Did you guys hear about the um, about the oh the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah I like it was yes. No. All the all the traffic, right? The deliveries uh, and stuff. Yeah. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? Yes. So. Hey, hey, 
yes, so this ship got stuck in the Suez Canal uh, for like a week, and it packed up all the transportation, all the freight, all everything going through that. It's, you know, hundreds of ships weekly go through that canal. And this thing just ran aground because the winds were so strong. It blew the water uh, out a little bit. This, this largest straight ship in the world went aground. And um, so it's now, I, I can probably say, it's just like... to that, but what the hell, let's move on to something else. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, 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 I'm thinking, um, yeah, so anyway, the boat is, uh, is gone, yeah, whatever, you know, you know, um, the, 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 uh, stop, 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 don't rush me, I'm a faker! <laughs> Yosemite Sam? Oh, you darn crazy! Sometimes I wake up on the who I is. What? Yeah. Right. Hey, what? Right? Maybe. Might be. <laughs> so, who you saying I am? What? Yosemite Sam. Remember that guy? Oh, the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I do remember. Yeah. Yosemite Sam. Oh, I got to get some... I think it's from Yosemite Sam clips. Yeah. For some reason, that whole conversation just reminded me of a, an, an, an app they used to show over here in the UK. I don't know if they ever showed it in the US. It was for a, a VHS uh, tape. Um, I don't know if it was a Sony one or something like that. And it used to be a skeleton on the ad. And you, they would say, re-record, now fade away. Re-record, now fade away. And it kept repeating itself. I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, wow, you had a great night. <laughs> 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 oh my god. You did. You did. I really uh, miss being on the show with you guys, man. Oh, we miss you. We 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 just we miss you. You know, um America's pandemic um dead, the people who've died from this incredible pandemic and every time we've talked about the numbers on the show we've also expressed our incredible sympathies and our hearts go out to and all of our thoughts. Um Go out to the families and and friends and loved ones of the of the five hundred and thirty some odd thousand whatever it is right now individual people who have died from this thing, and the question is and we've addressed this the entire length of our show I mean all along um, that uh, since the the potential catastrophic uh, effect that this would have on our population around the world would have the potential for that. The horrific, yeah. horrific crisis this could put the world in, which it obviously did, was known way or, or way early on. 
uh, you know, December, January, when people have were sick and some died from it, but you know, couldn't couldn't touch the numbers that we've seen. But those numbers, the potential for those numbers to become realized was known. And we talked on this show. We played the conversations that our former president had with Bob Woodward regarding his knowledge of the severity of this. And now what we're looking at is um, some former advisors to the former administration uh, coming out and, um, you know, and saying, you know, these deaths may have been prevented. Let's take a listen. I don't know if people remember Dr. Deborah Burks. Uh, she was sitting there. I remember when, when Pres- former President Trump got up and, and uh, told everybody that we can may be able to, uh, to shoot a, uh, a black light up our butt. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. Or, or inhale some <laughs> bleach. Uh, uh, oh and, might, and there's Dr. Brooks sitting on the side there listening to this. You know, I don't know if people remember that. But anyway, she was an advisor, a medical advisor to Donald Trump. And Recently, she was interviewed, I think, on CNBC or CNN. But anyway, we do have some of that interview right here. And I just want, it's very interesting to hear what she has to say about what could have been. What could have been. And it's irritating as hell. There were about 100,000 deaths that came from that original search. All of the rest of them, in my mind, could have been mitigated or decreased substantially. Yeah, that was Dr. Mm. Deborah Brooks. Yeah. You know. Wow, it was quick. Yeah. That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, and and you look at uh, I don't know if some of you might remember, you know, a lot of people don't you know, they know who the presidents were, but if you start uh, asking anybody except the folks here at the Andy Amanda show who various advisors and counselors and lawyers and, and, and committee chiefs were during any particular president presidential <laughs> Okay, feel better now. Uh, <laughs> you sound like you was um, transformed to a gremlin. Man. I'm like, oh, they dropped some wood on you. They dropped some wood on you. I'm like, hold it. Show guy. No, no, no for a water on him. Cut out. We can't have water playing like that. Kathy no. was like, yeah, no. I was like, okay. Do he know we uh, lied? Uh, uh, <laughs> they're hugging and kissing. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) the uh anyway holy goat or something man (laughs) yes uh so what was i saying oh yeah so there was a uh the 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 medical chief of the obama administration her name was dr deborah uh, cattell i think i spelled i pronounced her name right Mm -hmm. um anyway um so uh, getting back to what we were just saying, let's just play a little clip of, of her comments regarding the same subject of the catastrophe and the potential prevention of this catastrophe. What, what could have potentially been done? Honestly, it's, it's depressing and distressing and fill in any adjective that kind of is similar because it's, it's exactly what we've worried about. And now not only is she reinforcing it, which I, I have to say, it's a, a little... Um, <laughs> You know, for all those people who have unfortunately died and their families, and as well as people who have been sick, it, it's a little bit too yeah. late to hear that. I appreciate the message, but it is distressing and validated also, Jeff, in other studies. So it's consistent with what we've heard from epidemiologists and other public health officials. Yeah. 
So right. yeah. it's going to come out now. We're going to hear more and more and more about about what what could have been, and and it'll be interesting. And we we and I, you know we're not lawyers in the show, or don't know. You know, I, I know we brought up the question months ago. If Donald Trump at the time knew, and it, we, you know his voice is on tape, we we played his we played it on the show. It goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air, and that's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. This is more deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so this is deadly stuff. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you, sure, I want you to I be. wanted to uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. Uh, a real bad one. And uh, that was February 8th. And, you know, uh, then he comes on the air and says it's going to disappear like uh, it's going to magically disappear. Remember that? There are only 15 cases. We have it under control. Everybody remember that? Yeah. We played that on the show yeah. a lot of times way back when. Um, and so he knew and didn't do anything, didn't, didn't get on the podium and panic and, uh, there was no national policy. And, uh, when things started happening, getting real bad, he was more interested in opening everything up and getting back and the, the cure can't be worse than the problem. And don't worry. And, and, uh, you know, it's like the flu and it's a hoax. And, um, we want every business to open up every school classroom should be filled. Why hundreds of thousands of people are, are dropping like flies are dying. And that was what our former president said, knowing way back when the potential catastrophe that this thing would create. And uh, it would be interesting to see what comes out now and if there is any culpability uh, on his part. You know, what, what, you know it's, he, he's a president of the United States. He knew about this, and his job was to defend and protect the people of America. And um, yeah. did he do it? He knew about this thing, could kill somebody, and he let it kill them. To me, that spells... Yeah. That spells accountability to me. Yeah. And if somebody's accountable for the death of somebody else, is that actionable? Uh, I don't know. And we've raised that on the show. And, yeah. and I, I think what I'm going to do is I want to reach out, as we've done, to the, um, to the community and to see if we can find a, uh, uh, a, a, a really good, effective constitutional attorney to bring on the show who can address that. And I'm, I, I don't know the answer, obviously, and that's why I think it would be great to – and the answer might be no, you're the president of the United States, blah, 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 blah. But um, it'll be interesting to find out uh, from a, a constitutional attorney, um, is there any culpability here? Is there? And I, I don't know the answer, but I'd, I'd like to find out. And maybe, one, some, maybe some, our callers. I mean, you know, we, all we do is get on here and uh, what do we do on here? God, I don't know. I guess I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to figure out since we started. <laughs> I see um, yeah. the uh, George... George, George, the George, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the George trial thing is happening right now. Is that right? It's live the or who? something. George the Floyd. Jo- yes, yes. As a matter of fact, yeah, I was the trial. To talk about that. Yes, yeah. and and the most recently, I think today, um, or Friday, it could have been today. Maybe it was today. I don't know. Over the last couple of days, though, the prosecutors actually did show the video of. Uh, uh, what's his name? Chavin, the police officer, kneeling on Floyd's yeah. neck, which he did for eight minutes which led to his death where people were standing all around those officers saying get off his neck man get off his neck what are you doing you're killing a man you're killing him. the cop just sits his show with his knee in the guy's neck yeah it was like that was taking horrific. a break right <laughs> that you know that was the impetus by the way unfortunately 
unfortunately. Mm. That was the impetus of the show early on, back in April. Yeah. Almost a year ago. Yeah. Almost a year ago. Wow. You know, our friend, uh, we all know Lloyd Booker. You know, we all we all know Lloyd, and a funny, great uh, actor, and he's was part of the show for quite some time. We might even bring Very him on as, if he can come on as a guest sometime. Maybe bring on his uncle Mike sometime. Um, yeah, but Lloyd's great. And uh, Lloyd and I were having a phone conversation, um, and we were, you know, and we, oh, Lloyd and I met each other on set at a, at a TV show a while back. As we both, him especially, uh, did some acting work, and we were producing this show. And we met uh, on that show, and we became real good friends, and we had a lot of phone conversations subsequently. I was back in Philly at the time and came out here. We remained really good friends. We were talking one day. Uh, right after the, uh, the George Floyd uh, killing, and, and he's you know a black man in Philadelphia, and I'm uh, I'm a white atheist in in California. We were talking about our, even though we're like-minded in how we our philosophies and ideologies of the world and how humans should be and treat each other, and what what we what the most effective ways for all us to move along together. Um, we had a slightly different skew because of his background and my background, and and as we began to talk, you know, I had an idea. I said. And he was a regular commentator on WIP Sports Radio in Philadelphia. So he was on radio and, and been a part of a talk show here and there as a guest. I said, Lloyd, this is the talk show right here. You know, this, this is what, you know, we're talking about the George Floyd murder from your perspective as a black man and my perspective as a white guy here in California. Um, and we both feel the same way, but our, our, how we're speaking about it is, is interesting. You know, so we created the Ebony and Ivory Show. Which went on, which started last April 15th, almost a year ago. And we, we should have big, uh, and that, that, and our name of our, real, our show, the umbrella of the show, folks, if you've seen it on our podcast, is called Coast to Coast Live. And within Coast to Coast is the Andy and Amanda show. Hey, hey, hey. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, that, that's how this show started with a conversation about the George Floyd murder. That's how this whole thing came to be, and that's and, and uh, Lloyd introduced uh, Cornell, and, and Cornell introduced Amanda, and, and here we all are, you know, uh, almost a year later. But um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what a journey. The show. Yeah, what a journey, and, and it's fascinating because a lot of times people get into podcasts, and I don't even know this was a podcast. I thought this was just a live show. For for God, most most of the history of this show until January, I think, really. You know, we did this show on Block Talk Radio. It's an internet radio talk show, real cool. We have a phone number, a switchboard, the whole thing. Everything a commercial radio station has, we have. Um, and the ability to, to make this show what it is as a, as a radio show on the internet. And little did we know that this show was not only live when we were doing it, but guess what? It's a podcast when we hang up. And we're like, what? Really? Whoa. Whoa. Wow. So people, because we look at the numbers and we're looking at numbers of people listening to the show after it was a show. We're like, how did they do that? We we weren't even on then. How that happened? So we don't don't know anything about podcasts. We know nothing about what we're doing, obviously. And uh, (laughs) we... um, and now the show, well, well since we've picked it up and we, we've done our homework, we've, we've learned that you can distribute the show even off of Block Talk Radio to, uh, to distributors that will accept it. And we're so pleased to, obviously, because most of you are hearing the show on either iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on, on TuneIn, on Google, on Chrome, on Alexa, on Amazon, on uh, News, whatever, and, and uh, you know, all over. It goes on and on. The list goes on. I can't begin to name half of them uh, who carry the Andy and Amanda show. And um, it is, in fact, a podcast. And, and most of the time when people say, hey, 
you know, podcasting as an industry is just the small part of the iceberg. Not iceberg. The iceberg <laughs> on the cake. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, the, the iceberg on the cake. The icing on the cake. Right. The cake being an industry or a, or, a, or a business, and and people say, hey, how do you know? We were talking earlier in PR. I want to create awareness for my business. You know, how do I get out there and and, and create the perception that I'm an expert of what I do in my field, unlike what we do here, obviously. So um, we, we're, I don't think we're experts in really anything, which makes the show so much fun. Anyway, at least for me, I know Amanda's an expert in a lot of things. This girl's this That's what's so talented great person. Uh, no. I know. No. This is a talented person we have on the show, folks. I want to let you know. Oh, definitely. Can you keep we talk? Oh, man. No, you know what I'm saying? He's sweet. You're sweet. Cornell, how do we, how, we're doing the Andy and Amanda Love show. How's, how's that working here? <laughs> No, we're working on it. How do we say? Oh, okay. It's the Andy. Come on, come on. Give us your best. Can you dig it, baby? It's the Andy and Amanda Love Show. Yeah. (laughs) They're hugging and kissing. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Hugging and kissing. You bet. Up in Big Bear Wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that's an inside joke that we'll let our listeners in on. Keep listening to our show, and you don't want to miss it. Big Bear Wedding. <laughs> Where are we going? Where are we going? I'm going to a wedding up in the mountains. We're going to get our juice. <laughs> oh, definitely, I want my juice. We definitely going to get our juice next week, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You can't dig it, I can fucking dig it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. One time this guy used to do to me, man. I used to be sitting down there playing cards, and guess what the motherfucker said to me, man? I said, <laughs> to that, but what the hell, let's move on to something else. Yeah, now, so podcasting um, is, there's 250,000 podcasts that emanate from the United States right now, 250,000, 1.5 million podcasts right now active around the world, of which the Andy and Amanda show occupies such a tiny microscopic sliver, and and we're going to, we hope to change that. We want to gain what they call reach or market share of the podcast industry. Yes. And right now that industry is just virgining. It's budding. It's, it's very, very small. And it, you remember how YouTube at one time was just, Oh, what's YouTube? You know, what, what's yeah. instant Graham? What do you call it? Infer, in, instant, um, the, the uh, instant, uh, <laughs> instamatic Graham or, in, in, you know, coffee. what is it? <laughs> instant coffee. Uh, obviously I'm Instagram. not, that's why, that's why we have such a small market share because of my lack of not. Anyway, the um, the uh, so the, the podcast industry is is huge, and it's going to be gigantic. It's going to far exceed YouTube and all these other. You know, people are going to start doing podcasts, and and we are we are here at a um, 
at a very good spot in the evolution of the podcast industry. And we're going to have next week, not this week, but next week, some experts on our show that are going to talk to you folks, listeners of the show, about podcasts. How do you do it? How do you get out? And we're going to learn too because we have no idea. Um, how do you uh, – <laughs> How, how do you market a podcast? How do you do? How do you record a podcast? What do you, you know, once you record it, how do you distribute it? And, and Cornell and I, when when we fit, when we learned that Block Talk Radio was was actually broadcasting our show after we were done, which we had no idea, we didn't know, but it was in fact a podcast that they distributed to, I think, on Apple and a few other uh, networks that we are on. We are on Apple iTunes as well. Um, and we learned all this, and we saw the graphs and say, here's where you're at on, on Block Talk, here's where you are on, on iTunes, here, here's where you're at on Chrome. And I looked at those numbers, I'm like, how are we on all those things? We're not doing it. We just do our show, and we say our phone number, and we hang up. That's all we do. We say, hi, this is Andy Mandy. Our phone number is 515-605-9888, and then we hang up. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Welcome to the Andy and Amanda show. We're, yeah, <laughs> this, is better, this is better than Match.com. You know, here, this is our number. Bye. You like us? <laughs> but anyway, um, so so we're going to have some people on the show that are going to talk to uh, us and to our listening audience um, about how do you do this? How do you record it? Once you record it, you will, how do you develop content? How do you? What's the best way to not only record it, but how do I gain reach and how do I gain links so people know about my co- podcast and put my podcast on their website and share my podcast with that, with other people? How do you do all that? Well, we've learned about it. I'm not going to reveal it right now. I'm going to wait till we dedicate a show that's going to address the industry and how, to, how you can, folks, um, maximize the effectiveness of a podcast that would highlight you as a, as, a, you know, as a spokesperson, as an expert, if you will, in the industry that you serve or profession that you serve, whatever that might be. So um, stay tuned. And that's going to be next week. And, and to find out what day next week, you're going to have to keep tuned into the show and listen to when we announce it. So, so there. <laughs> so, so there. You like that, guys? How'd oh, I do? Yeah. Was that good? Yeah. Great. Was that good? Great. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. That's great. Well done. Good. Because I was kind of like, you know, I was, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm going after this? You know what I'm going after this show? Nope. Tell me, tell me. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what, Andy? Huh? I think I'm going to watch that when I get home. I'm going to watch The Wiz. That's a great movie. You know, you is, know right? do you want me to reveal some secrets about that, uh, the making of that film right Go now? Please. All right. A, Buddy Epson was originally cast as the Tin Man. And, and this is just, by, I'm, you know, I might say, well, you know, you might think because you're, you're we're not on video, we're, we're on radio and I am not reading this. I'm not looking at the internet site. I'm just, this is just from the, my, what's left of my brain. Um, the um, Wizard of Oz had some incredibly deep, dark secrets during its production. One is Ooh. that Buddy Epson was severely ill from the paste they used, the metallic silver paste that they used, the, the, the powder actually, it's a powder for him. Um, to the point where he was hospitalized for two weeks and could not play the role of the Tin Man. So Jack Kelly came in, and they put a base paste on his skin and then put the powder over the paste to prevent his skin 
from ingesting the poisonous powder. It didn't work. He also became sick, and it also held up production. Wow. Dorothy, which was played by Judy Garland, was so um, was heavy set when she, she was thirteen or fourteen years old when she was first cast for the role, somewhere right around there. And she was heavy, little girl. And uh, the president of was it uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, I believe, or, or I may have that wrong. So again, this is in my head. So, so if you guys know, was it? Warner, and I think it was okay. anyway. The president of the production company um, referred to her as a uh, cute little piggy. Oh, true, yeah, and made her lose just under 15 pounds before, she, or I think it was 18 pounds, 12, 12 to 15 pounds, right in there, uh, before the shooting of the show. And they were so concerned about oh. her weight during the filming, they put a strap around her, and she was also, you know, getting older during the show and going to adolescence. They put a strap around her breast so they would appear to be smaller. And they put a strap around her waist and put her in very, very tight outfits to thin her up, to skin her, skinny her up, to make her look younger and and make her look more appealing in terms of her weight on the show. She was only allowed to drink liquids during these 15 hour days. Oh, my goodness. By straw. Oh, what? the Cowardly Lion's outfit was not just a Hollywood outfit. It was actually a lion hide, which weighed over 90 pounds with no ventilation. Oh, my God. Which he had, to wear, he had to wear for 12 to 15 hours during the production, during the day, and would sweat so profusely. At night, they had to use hot air dryers to dry this thing so he could come and wear it again the next day for 15 hours. Oh, my God. The, the mask over his face was so heavy and so intrusive that it left permanent lines on his face for two months after the shooting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those poor people. Oh, you the, know, I'm never going to see that movie the same way again. Wow. The Munchkins, the Munchkins, uh, this is... Uh, I love the Munchkins. Aren't they great? Right? The Munchkins <laughs> took over a hotel where they were here in, in Hollywood, where we are now. The, the, uh, the Munchkins... Uh, took over a hotel and would go on these drinking binges every night and created a ruckus in the hotel. All these little munchkins. And then... <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, excuse me, but what the fuck? And they, and they, and they were... I actually like women much more than I like men. No, being that way, they would reach up and grab Judy Garland's ass during the shooting. Well, what kind of munchkins yeah. were that? <laughs> wow! This is this has been reported. This has been reported, and uh, you know by by Munchkins who were there. The, the, the like the last surviving Munch, Munchkin died These recently. People are recall. sick. We're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Judy. Um, yeah, and uh, and also you know oh getting back to Bert Lard who played the lion. He had to uh, drink. He couldn't eat because of this costume. He had to leave it on, and he was forced to to dr- literally drink his lunch. Uh, with uh, with uh, you know smoothie type things and and, and juices and soup uh, through a straw. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. Well, uh, Andy, can you go yes. back to the munch the munchkins? I want to hear. Well, I'll get I'll get I'll come back to that in a second. I'll get to, I'll get to, I'll get to I'll, I will come back to that. I will come back to munchkins. I, you know, a lot we can talk about there. But the um, the Glenda the not Glenda the other one uh, who played the uh, Wicked Witch of the West I guess or East is it the mean one. Yeah. Who, let, who gave us all nightmares, right? There were some mm. scary scenes that were filmed that were so scary 
that producer thought that's really going to make this thing unappealing and have parents have kids not watch it because they're so scary. You know, we all know the images that that witch you know, in the broom, and we all had nightmares from that. You know, five, six, seven years old. Oh my God, um, there were scenes that were really, you know, quite frightening, especially the little kids that they cut out. Now, yeah. uh, if you remember the fire scenes in that movie, the fire um, in the britches, I'll yeah. get you my scarecrow, you my, you know, whatever this. Yeah. Uh, want some fire scarecrow? Yeah. Remember that? Want some fire scarecrow? I don't feel good. Want some fires? Yeah, remember that fire scarecrow? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. so the scarecrow, um, she lit herself on fire during that, and, bur- and she had to go to the hospital. It burned her eyebrows off, her right oh eyebrows. God. It it scarred the side of her face. It burned her right hand severely when the skin wow. came off. Oh and she goodness. and she was out. Uh, she was in the hospital for a long time, and came back. And the scars from the burn, the fire, were still on her hand. And the production gave her a glove to wear, a green glove over her hand, so you wouldn't see the scars in her hand. Wow. So knowing n- knowing that she lit herself on fire. Uh, they brought it a uh, – and I, I, I remember the name. God, I can't believe – listen to this. Listen to this. I, I have a um, – just I'll get back to the story in a second. But how does Andy – how do you know all this stuff? Um, the craziest thing in my life is I, I can look at something and take a picture of it and keep it in my head and read it out of a book later. Just, I, I know the commas, the periods, the, the page numbers, the, the font that the book was written in. And you know, if, if I'm studying for a test – uh, say, you know, ask me a question, study the book, I can go to the book and just read you the whole page, almost word for word. Yeah. Wow. I can, so, it, so in my oh, head... Shit, who, who are you, the Wizard of Oz? It, yeah, right. <laughs> it, in my head, it's called... And I asked my mom about this recently because she's a similar. She's a similar. And she said... Uh, I said, Mom, it's like I've got this like photography thing. I, I, you know, I look up into my forehead. I literally look up like you're going to the drive-in theater and I see a screen there and I can, I can thumb through a whole photo album and some of these pictures are, can we talk? You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I have a whole photo album. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking about that right. in pictures. Anyway, I got a photo album in my head of, of anything I ever wanted to take a picture of in my life. I would literally say to myself, take a picture of this. And boy, did I. <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, I look at it, and I can look at it later, just like a photo in my forehead. I would, you know, I would just flip through the pictures and see a picture. So, uh, the, so uh, how do I know these little details from The Wizard of Oz? Because I read it, God, I don't know how long ago, and I can go back now and, and recite, you know, and tell you what's excerpts from the story I read. I'm, just, I'm looking at a book right now. I'm looking through a book in my head right now. So let's get back to that. Um, so they had... So... I can't see her name. It's coming. I'll probably before the end of the show, I'll get her name. But anyway, they had an understudy come in and play uh, the part of the witch because of the fire. Well, guess what the understudy did? What? Lit, her, lit herself on fire. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. The same scene. Yeah. 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 So the Wizard of Oz had some, some deep, dark secrets that a lot of people didn't know about. You know, you look at The Wizard of Oz and it's classic. And also, it was released in 1939. Guess what other film was released in 1939, the same time The Wizard of Oz was? Hmm. The Exorcist? No, I can't be The Exorcist. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Exorcist. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh. The, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, 1939 was a... <laughs> the, <laughs> 1939... <laughs> 
was uh, it was an amazing year for a film production out of Hollywood at the time. And for ten points, what is? Andy, go ahead, tell us. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Gone with the Wind, Clark Gable. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, so, like Gone that. with the Wind was was released. The Wizard of Oz was a box office failure. Some parents thought that it was a. Wow. Uh, well, how do we get on this topic? Anyway, you, how long are we going on now about the Wizard of Oz? But it's just interesting, isn't it? Is it, or, or we didn't we want to talk about? No, the because you were but... talking about it. Basically, I said I yeah. love the movie. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah, I was wondering how, I, how am I sitting here talking about the Wizard of Oz and I totally forgot why. All right, anyway, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> why I'm just sitting I'm just sitting here looking at myself here from the outside and saying, Andy, you're sitting here on this microphone talking about the Wizard of Oz. How the hell? How the anyway? Uh, but it, but you know, it, I, mean, I, don't, I don't recommend <laughs> sitting on your microphone, darling. It's going to be quite painful after a while. <laughs> Well, you know, I actually, um, you know... I'd rather enjoy it myself. Oh, you... <laughs> 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 uh, so, so do you know... Uh, so what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, about the box office success of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, I'll answer, answer the question. Well, go ahead then. Answer it. The movie Gone with the Wind was just drowned the success of The Wizard of Oz. It was considered a box office failure, although it did win two Academy Awards, and later, of course, became a, it was broadcast uh, by CBS TV later, and, uh, and the rest is history. Um, and it's, you know, one of the most sought-after, enjoyed films in our time. You know, it's way, way up there. But anyway, yeah, so, I, you know, I, when you learn some, some things, and I could go on, you know, uh, there's other things too, but uh, you can look at the history, there's a reason to, to dive in it further than we have, and I don't even know how we're diving into it this far. But anyway, it's, you know, some of these classic films, when you hear and read about them, um, you know, about their making, about the production, about what went on behind the scenes, um, it was, oh, oh, one more thing, one more interesting tidbit. Yeah. Do you know who's supposed to, do you know who's supposed to play uh, Dorothy? It was not Judy Garland. Do you know who was supposed to play Dorothy? No. Mm. Much too oh, rough. Know you talk about. Uh, don't say it. Don't say it. What did you say? Who was supposed to play? Who oh was supposed my to gosh! Pl- What's her name? Oh my gosh! I know who you're talking about. Was she had blue eyes? She had. I think she had. Um, she had blue eyes. I think you're right about that. I think. I think she did. I think she did have. Uh, wait a minute. Or she have brown eyes? Um, I don't know. Um, but you know, production later came out and said uh, she is not the one. No, and uh, it was Shirley Temple. Yes, it was Shirley Temple. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't and know they ca- so I just went with it. Yeah, I uh, yeah, they cast Shirley Temple. Not that she was, but she couldn't hit the uh, vocal range that the production required, so she couldn't do it. Um, yeah. Uh, so Judy Garland was big money back then. She was she was the big star of this thing, um, and got paid less than Jack Haley and Burt R. And uh, I forget I played the who, who played the Scarecrow. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> who played the Scarecrow? The Scarecrow. You know, I do know, um, but it's evaded me. Oh, I forget. Anyway. Oh, let me say about these mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it the budget was uh, under three million dollars. 
for that. Wow. It was, uh, it was I think, today's dollars, well, in 1939, it was like 2 million 700, you know, 2 million, 2.7 million, right around there. That's what the budget was, 2 million 7, and today it would have been, you know, tens of millions, 35, whatever that converts to today's dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 2 million. You know, all, yeah. those, all those facts are just going to just, you know, when you, you, you've learned all that kind of stuff and then you watch something after hearing it all and it just, it, it plays on your mind, doesn't it? I'm going to be watching that movie just thinking of all those things. Did yeah. that woman, did any of those actors get any kind of compensation for all that they put them through? I mean, setting yourself on fire, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 it yeah, yeah. And no, they did not, they did not, they did not. As a matter of fact, guess how much, guess how much the understudy got for coming and doing the, the witch for that day. She set herself on fire. She had $35. Oh my what? goodness. $35. She couldn't even buy a bag of potato chips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the actual 1939, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out this real quick, if you give me a second here. But uh, So 7000 a week in 2020. Okay, so this is about right. So Garland, oh, I can actually check this. This is, this is what she earned. Judy Garland earned $500 a week for wow. doing Dorothy, for doing Dorothy. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You got truckers that made more than that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and one more interesting fact. One more. No, it's all coming back. Um, the director, anybody, the director Fleming. What was it? A uh, 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 Vic or Victor? A Vic? Somebody Fleming? I, again, I'm. Yeah. The direct. Who, the director. Okay, there was a point in the movie, I, and I don't know what the. Uh, um, oh, I know what it was. Together. Do you remember the scene where Judy Garland slaps the lion? Yes. Yeah. Well, that made the first. That made them both actually when they were doing that, they had to do it like 15 times, you know, well, over and over and over and over again. And be, why? Because they were laughing. They were, they were Judy Garland. You know how sometimes Amanda and I have done this. You just something strikes you funny, and you just start laughing and laughing. <laughs> yeah. So we <laughs> can we talk? So um, <laughs> the director they couldn't they couldn't move on from that scene because they kept laughing. So the director took. Judy Garland aside into like a back area where nobody could see and slapped her across the right side of her face. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. They, they could not stop laughing. So Judy Garland gets five hundred dollars a week. Um, what's the guy? Uh, Ray Bolger played the scarecrow. Ray Ray Bolger. Of course, you, you listeners out there probably probably said Andy is saying Ray Bolger. They probably call us five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. By the way, if anything we talk about you want to comment on, please call the show and and correct us or inform us whatever because we don't. Of course, we don't, we know much about nothing as they say. Um, Ray Bolger, who obviously you know was a, under Judy Garland. Um, Judy Garland, what I said, she got paid $500 a week. Ray Bolger got paid $3,000 a week. You know, talking about some other subjects that we've talked a lot about on this show, it demonstrated the disparity between men and women in Hollywood at the time. Can you imagine that today? Can you imagine that today? Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Jack Haley got $3,000 a week. 
the Tin Man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's that's crazy. That's crazy. I love hearing all these facts, though, right, about movies and stuff. I never forget yeah. when I was learning about The uh, Exorcist, because The Exorcist used to be one of my favourite horror movies of all time. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I when I was learning all... Yeah, when I was learning about what he did to, like, scare the, the cast and everything, like, firing a gun just to scare them, to make them jump, I was just like, oh, my God. And, and the cast response, they were so pissed at the director for doing that. But he really wanted to get them to be, like, really scared in that moment. I was just like, wow. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, I know Cornell's sitting there, sitting there, you know, um, thinking about Andy. Now, tell me more about these munchkins. Um uh, well, Judy Garland was repeatedly, repeatedly grabbed by munchkins on the set, um, and that was according to her ex-husband at the time. She, you know, she never came out and publicly said this, but she told her husband evidently. And we all, we all see these lovable little munchkins, um, you know, March Party down the yellow brick road there, um, and. Uh, <laughs> And it seems that some of these munchkins may not have been all they seemed. Uh, not so uh, innocent. <laughs> yeah, Garland's uh, husband. Again, I don't. I'm doing this. I don't know. I don't have any of this in front of me exactly, so I don't know her name. Look it up. I'm sorry about not having this, all this info in front of me here. But anyway, her ex-husband. You can. I don't know who that was, but I do know this: that um, he claimed in a in a book or memoir that uh, that Dorothy was repeatedly. Molested by some of the actors who played the Munchkins in the uh, in the Wizard of Oz. I gotta look her up. Who was? Let me just check this real quick. I gotta find out. I don't need Let me find out who was Judy. Here it is. I got it. I got it. I I I gotta look this up real quick. It was Sid Luft, married Judy Garland from 1952 to 1965, described the alleged abuse in a new posthumous memoir called Judy and I: My Life with Judy Garland. Um, I'm, I'm reading this. This this I am reading. Uh, they would make Judy's life miserable on set by putting their hands under her dress. Ooh. Oh my The men goodness. were 40 or more years old, wrote the producer and business manager who died in 2005. They thought they could get away without reading this. This is quote unquote. They thought they could get away with anything because they were so small, he added. Garland, who died in 69, described the actor's behavior before her death. In 1967 interview with Jack Parr, Judy Garland said they were little drunks. They got smashed every night and they picked them up in the butterfly nets. Rumors about the actor's bad behavior ranging from Caligula-like orgies to gambling to prostitution have been floating around Hollywood for decades. Wow. Julie, uh, again, I'm reading this. Julie Lugo Sierra, whose father worked near the Wizard of Oz studio in Culver City, and I've been to that studio in California at the time, told NPR, that's where I'm reading this from, that 120-some munchkin actors had a really good time during the filming because for many of them, it was the first time interacting with other little people. They were having a very good time, and they celebrated a lot, he added. Her father told her that the munchkin actors were all over the place. They would pile them into cards, and they would be even under the dashboard because you could get so many in. While she denied many of the rumors, Sarah said, I'm, <laughs> Sarah said, I'm sure that they had a very good time, and I'm sure that most of them remembered it for the rest of their lives. Many of the Munchkin actors have denied the claims, arguing that they worked hard for a little pay. Munchkin actress Margaret Pellegrini told The Independent in 2009, there were a lot of them who liked to go out and have a few drinks, but nothing got out of hand. Everyone was having a good time and enjoying themselves. There was no routing this or anything like that, and those stories are very upsetting. 
So, you know, take it to, you know, just whatever. But because um, somebody said, you know, how could you get drunk on 50 bucks a week? He added there were a lot of couple of kids from Germany who liked to drink beer, and they drank beer in the morning, noon, and night and got a little trouble. They wanted to meet girls, but they were uh, little ones. So, yeah, they were said to have been so drunk in the lobby bars of the hotel and so forth all over Culver City there that they would just pass out and they went around with butterfly nets to pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Then they take the set. <laughs> then they take in the set and they'd all reach under Judy Garland's dress while she's marching down the yellow brick road. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Oh, my I mean, God. It's, that's disgusting, but... It's, it's disgusting, but it's funny. Funny. at the same time, I'm so sorry. I Little don't mean any offense to our listeners. The, the laugh in there's certain aspects of that that's so funny, but obviously the abuse is not good. You know what? I'm saying. Yes. What do we do with the drunken sailor? What do we do with the drunken sailor? What do we do with the drunken sailor? Lying in the morning. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So they had Judy Garland uh, going. You know, they were like. A, Oh, my God. And, and the, producers, the, the, the producers of the film were like, you know, they were like, they were like. Apparently not you know. everyone was aware of the incessant march of progress. Mm-hmm. It took a while to make that thing. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I understand that scientists will soon make it possible. Mm-hmm. They will. Drunk every night party. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll never look at them the same way again. That's just stuff. Uh, no, no. Actually, I want to get on. This. I want to. I want to hang with them. <laughs> 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 Now that we've dedicated party. like a whole show, to the, we dedicated the whole show. We, we somehow we went from George Floyd to the Wizard of Oz. Go figure. God, only the end of Mander show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the fuck? You're only on the end of Mander show. Into the little fucking monster. Let me put. Let me put. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh my god! god. What, what is this podcast program coming to? We went from George Floyd to bad things. We come a little bus because people butt. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! We are great. <sighs> yeah, yeah, we are. Mm. I love our conversations. Mm. Yes. I don't care how random they are. I don't know how we went from George Floyd to the Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed learning all that stuff, though. I enjoyed learning all that. It was good. See, I mean, that was, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, I want to learn more about Yosemite Sam there. Are we gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna tune into Wednesday's, <laughs> tune into um, Wednesday's show, and we're gonna, uh, we're going to have some fun with uh, with Yosemite Sam. I think. What do you got? I think, guys, I think we should. I think we should bring Yosemite Sam on the show. Um, oh yeah, yeah, on, on Wednesday. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we just should. Listen, this is the way it is. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should. We should. But, that could uh, be an interesting conversation. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, um, hey, uh, hey. Uh, 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 Cornell. <laughs> yeah. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock.
TikTok, TikTok. That's from the interview with Donald Trump that we had earlier. We had, you, but, you know which one I like. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, he's missed yeah. it. He's missed it. He needs yeah, it. I'm yeah. Oh, you know. Um, you know. You wait. Hold, it. hold up. Wait a minute. He, we are. We're waiting. We're him. waiting. Yeah. We're waiting. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Cornell. You you did miss it, but you know, there's no. Uh, you never. You never know. You never know. But I know which one Cornell. You know, I know which one Cornell. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, I have a great. Uh, I got a great idea, guys. You just hmm? hold on, my gosh. Go. I'm I'm eating. Down, 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 down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody. Give uh, this man a beer. Oh, <laughs> man. I know. I can just see him all like rowdy. I just can't believe. I can't believe I spent all this time talking about the wizard. You are a fucking moron. <laughs> Well, I, I figured as much, you know, but you, know, you don't have to say it here on the no. show. No. You know, not, you know. This ain't reality TV. No, it's reality radio. <laughs> uh, well, God, not, like, I, I just didn't want you to think I was like one of your other girls. We're well, not. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who, who takes us serious? The guest is <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, I know, right. I have to be back on that show. Think of the hell. Yeah, you know, um, you know, Cornell. To attain your epic ass, can you describe your exercise regime? Mm-hmm. I definitely could. Big deal. It takes three minutes. Give him an orgasm. Then go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, just go ahead. Imagine somebody. If somebody was on some like drugs and they listened to our show. I guess they'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm hearing voices. <laughs> you have to make time for sex. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. This is fun, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I'm really miss you. So, he doesn't like you behind. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like those much. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, you, you know what the munchkins gra- 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 were, were with Judy Garland there on set? Here, let me do that again if you guys didn't hear it. So, what, he doesn't like you behind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the munchkins. <laughs> the munchkins. Oh, my God. That is oh, yeah. so funny. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, anyway, <laughs> I was going to say something more about the news. Oh, there's a lot going on. I guess we'll have to pick more of the news up Wednesday. We only have another minute left in the show here. we got to roll. <sighs> there's more we're going to talk about. Uh, we want to talk about the uh, Supreme Court uh, deciding uh, whether Kentucky's Republican Attorney General can defend a controversial abortion-related law. We want to talk about, um, again, the fallout from the coronavirus from a legal perspective. We want to find out about the pending charges against Donald Trump. We're probably indicted over the summer. He probably will be out on that for a fact. So much more we want to talk about, but we have to wrap the show up in just a matter of seconds. So we had a fun time. Cornell, thank you for joining us again. Oh, it was a pleasure, guys. I truly appreciate this, you guys. You Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Amanda Love, who's going to close out our show. Thank you for joining okay. us. We look forward to a great week here. Okay, so on behalf of Andy Kimball in Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love in the UK, those drunken munchkins in the Wizard of Oz, and thanks to uh, Cornell for joining us again. Have fun oh. and uh, keep smiling and join us for Wednesday's show. Bye, folks. Take care, guys. Bye.